0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to the Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man, your host, Welcome to season five, here we go. This podcast is brought to you by discipline, delayed gratification, and being accountable to yourself. This podcast is about finding the high road, working hard every day, creating the best possible version of yourself. Our values are faith, family, fitness, finances, elk hunting, and career. Our guiding principles are authenticity, transparency, and out hustling the competition. Our podcast is brought to you by Buck Knives, Onyx Hunt, Vortex Optics, Wilderness Athlete, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Crispy USA, Matthews Archery, Kufaru International, and BlackOvis.com. Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan, the fitness man, your host. How are you guys doing today? We're sitting down with Kurt Belding of Western Obsessions TV. This guy is a great listen because he's going to talk about Ego in the hunting space. It's a thing. He's going to talk about how to have a happy wife, which would obviously mean a happy life, especially when you're balancing your hunting time, your time budget. And making sure that you're making deposits into your wife's or your spouse and your family and that you're not getting completely wrapped up or self-absorbed into hunting which is super easy to do we're also going to talk about his top predator this is something brand new that some of you just might be interested in and overall we're just going to cover his backstory so this is kurt belding this is the oak shape podcast here we go friends welcome to the oak shape podcast sitting down today with a top predator kurt belding what's up buddy Yo, what's going on, Dan? Thanks oh, yeah. On, man. I was on your podcast a couple weeks ago. We decided to get you on ours because you got some cool stuff that you're cooking up, which is great. I didn't really know about you until I met Ben from Wad Prep, and he told me that uh, – he's like, you follow Western Obsession TV? And I said, no, should I? And he's like, yes, this guy's just like you. And so I started following you, and then we got connected. So that's how I found you. But you've been in the game. What – Tell people about you, man.
2: Yeah, I'm actually kind of new into the outdoor hunting game. I've always hunted. Um, you know, Actually, I'll take that back. I hunted when I was young. I took a break in my 20s, got back into it early 30s, and just over the last two years decided this is, hey, I want to kind of jump in this thing and see what I can do. I hit 40, and it was like a, uh, I'm going to call it a little midlife crisis where I'm like, I sold some businesses, and I'm like, you know what, man? I just really want to go on some badass hunts, film it, and entertain people. So that's what I've been doing for the yeah. Last that two years.
1: space is tricky too because it's saturated. The appetite to watch hunting stuff on TV in the last ten years has gone down because of YouTube, Rumble, I, you know, Instagram. So did you like bite the bullet and like buy airtime?
2: I bought airtime for this year, which actually I went on Waypoint TV, which is not the Sportsman's channel or the outdoor channel. And just my opinion, man, like I think old school TV like that is dead. I just think it's going downhill. I don't think a lot of people watch TV live anymore. It's more streaming whenever they want to do it. So um, this year, actually starting April 1st, we'll be on Waypoint TV and Carbon TV um, and much cheaper of a biting of the bullet on the buy-in there. So they still do some live TV, but it's more, a lot of streaming. Is that, too. Now, is that an app that you download on your smart TV or phone? Waypoint TV is on all Samsung TVs. Um, but if it's not a, yes, you can download the app onto the TV or phone, like you said, and you can watch it live. They still do some live stuff, but you can also stream everything too. And then carbon TV is all streaming, uh, no live TV. So you're right, man. Like kind of that old school TV watching. And, and let's be honest man like that old school way of filming things the bubba with a beard gut shooting something you know it just it just not appealing and a lot of guys couldn't do it you know like growing the whitetail and you know all the, there's a ton of whitetail shows and it was just very outdated so there's a lot of like badass shows now that are on youtube for free you can watch them you know so like that new style of filming where it's more of like vlog style Everything's very raw, and it happens exactly the way the hunt goes down, man. So fun
1: fact, in uh, 2010, when I was extremely poor and running a CrossFit gym, which we'll get into because you've done the same thing, I took a job with a guy here in town who had his own hunting show on the Outdoor Channel. It's called Western Extreme, and it was a guy named Jim Burnworth. And uh, I'm not talking about Jim, but I will talk about his two boys I met, uh, Jeff... And Randy, some of my favorite people on the entire planet, Um, but they taught me how to edit. And so I was a subcontractor. I would get all this crazy footage and I'd have to piece together a 22 minute story with an intro and an outro, and we'd have to have bumpers that would go into commercials. I'd have to type voiceover and send it to some guy in Tennessee to read it with his awesome voice, and and then Jim would come and watch it and tell me it was absolute dog shit, start over. And uh, I, so I do have a little bit of background in making content for TV, and it's literally a 30-minute block of time, and only 22 of it is actual it, this is not enough time to tell the story, to be honest, but um, what's the parameters with your show?
2: Yeah, like I understand that 22 minute time cap because that's that's the uh, that's an airtime. That's what a show is. And actually, you know, it's a 30 minute show. You get eight minutes is the uh, the platform's own commercials in your 22 minutes. You're running your own commercials. So honestly, you're probably only getting like 12 minutes of actual hunting footage right uh, someone's watching and it's not a lot of time to tell the story you don't need a ton of time to tell a story a good story but like if you're watching more commercials than you are hunting footage it's just not appealing man i just it i don't like it i don't think anybody else would like it so the parameters around my stuff is i do a, I do a lot of self-filming sometimes i have video guys with me but it's super raw man and it's exactly how the hunt goes down if i fuck up i fuck up i show it right if I miss a shot or make a bad shot, it just is. That's how the hunt went down. And so far, my, the people that follow me really appreciate that, uh, you know, just showing the hunt exactly how it goes down. And sometimes it's a cool hunt. Sometimes it's garbage. So, <laughs> but every hunt is an experience, man. Every hunt's a learning experience that so I can take something away from. Yeah, it, you know?
1: I've evolved too with, with us putting hunts on YouTube. I've said it before, I'll say it again. This year was my last year, 21 of like, hiring cameramen and making my hunt harder by having a cameraman and production quality up only to have a video get 10,000 views. I make a video about Front of center on arrows and it gets 30,000 views. It's just like people don't have an appetite to watch me chase elk as much as I love doing it and I love having those saved for future for me my kids to watch. I've cut it out to where going forward in 22, I'm going back to my roots self-filming which means it's a pain in my butt not but I don't have a cameraman so the way I will set that up is I'll have a GoPro over the shoulder I'll have a head cam most states I hunt you can't have a camera attached to your bow and it'll be you know it's it's going to be what it is it's going to be more of a highlight reel versus a day by day all the ups and downs it's just going to be boom and then that way I'll make more time for A-B-T, always be tinkering, more fitness stuff, and then these videos will just be a little more hard-hitting. Now, when I work with my sponsors, Kurt, I don't make my own commercials for them and put them into my stuff. I kind of pitch them as, you're getting elk shape, I do a podcast, I do two YouTube videos a week, I have a decent following on social, and I do live elk shape camps. Your stuff will be seen wherever I go. And please don't give me a long list of deliverables. Don't tell me how many times a a month to post what hashtag to use. I'm not your guy. And that's been going good for me. But what's your dialogue with sponsors? Because you kind of have someone's got to pay for that airtime. And like you said, you don't want to overcrowd the space with just ads, ads, ads. How do you do it elegantly?
2: Yeah. So I take a little bit of different approach. And I think more guys are doing this nowadays is because one of the things that I own is a production company. Uh, and I'm not sitting here saying that I am have this enormous company. It's me and a few other guys, right? So what we offer, instead of sponsors paying $20,000 to be a title sponsor for some airspace where they're just getting views, and it's really hard to track that for a sponsor. I, I'm a business guy, man. I get it. I get the other side of it. Like, how do you measure return on investment on that? So instead of them doing that, I add in a lot of assets that I create for them. So I will create the commercials. I will create still ads. I will do anything that they need asset-wise, social media, Uh, because not every company has their own production in-house crew. And it's really nice for them to say, okay, cool, I'm getting some exposure because I have a a little bit of of some exposure, right? I give them a little bit of that. But I can give them more assets so they can use on their website. they use in commercials. They can use on social media, wherever they want to use it. So they're actually getting something tangible from me, which I think is really valuable now because, you know, man, content is king. You got to continually be putting out content over and over and over again every day. Like you said, you're doing two YouTube videos a week and that monster job right there, man. So to continually putting out content, it's hard to continue to come up with content, right?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I've had to hire help. I couldn't do it by myself. So I got two guys now working for me, just content. And uh, we we crank content out. In fact, we pride ourselves on putting out the, some of the most out of anybody. Uh, and it is it is hard, but it's a great place for people to learn and speed up that learning curve. Uh, what's some of the biggest learning curves you've faced trying to capture hunts on, on film? Holy cow,
2: man. It is really hard. <laughs> it's so hard. You know, and I... It's just a learning. One, it's tough to bring a camera guy with you. It makes the filming easier. So I don't have to focus on getting the shots. That's his job, but it makes hunting harder because you have to worry about one other guy. Does he have enough water? Do you have enough food? Are we going too hard? You know, is he comfortable? Is he dry? Like I got to make, I'm babysitting one other guy, especially if that cameraman is not really a hunter. It's a way harder. Like maybe he's badass at putting together content and getting the shots, but doesn't understand hunting, so that's really hard. And then on the flip side, you go sell filming like you're going to do this year, like I do quite a bit too. It is really hard to sell film and hunt at the same time. To like, there's plenty of times that I should have killed an animal, but I had didn't get him on film yet, and I blew the opportunity, or I made a noise because I'm trying to get a camera out, or I you know just something happened because I'm trying to film it where I blew the opportunity. It's just super super hard. My learning curve, man, has been pretty rough be honest with you, but I I enjoy it. I don't know if I can go out hunting without documenting now, because I just really love it. I'm almost addicted to it, to documenting the hunt. And I don't know if it's just because I, you know, the back end of this is if no one watches it and I'm not successful, I get to watch it 30 years from now. My kids get to watch it. My grandkids get to watch it. They get, they get to say, Oh, Hey, what was grandpa Kurt like? Oh, let's watch some of his stuff. That's what he was like, which is kind of legacy, kind of like uh, almost immortal a little bit to push it real far, you know, as with putting stuff on online. So sorry, Dan, went on a tangent a little bit. I love it. It lives, it breathes
1: and yeah, it's a cool place to be in. Um, But when you, when you're talking about a TV show, there's X amount of episodes that you got to come up with. How are you filling your calendar knowing that it is really difficult to get, hunts booked nowadays uh the uncertainty of where you're going to be hunting has never been more fuzzy because it's just tag allocation and competition um how do you guys go about planning hunts and stuff
2: well i mean obviously there's the draw right like uh we're applying for multiple states colorado's our home state so i feel like i know that the best but it's nice to get those draws but even when you get the draws man that doesn't guarantee a hunt right? Like you may draw a good unit and think that you're going into a good hunt, but something could, the weather could screw things up. Hunting pressure could screw things up. So it's not guaranteed. One thing I did this year is because I can produce some pretty good content for brands and other people as I've actually done some collaborations with outfitters. So in April, I'm going to Hawaii with a guy that I, I haunted on his land last year. I'm going to create a, a website for him and that's going to pay my trans my, uh, Trespassing fee, right? So I've done I'm doing that in Hawaii, I'm doing that in Canada, I'm doing that in Mexico. So those are guaranteed probably higher percentage hunts where I should be able to get on mature animals. And I'm not paying the four five, six thousand dollars for the guided fee. We're just trading it out, man. And I know a lot of hunters that are watching us right now is like, oh, you're paying a guide, is like, hey man, like I'm all about going to DIY self-hunts, but sometimes, man, it's nice to go with someone that might know a little bit about that species or that area that you know about and can get help get you on some animals. It's just kind of nice, man, right? So Uh, Yeah, they wouldn't
1: trade places with you for the most part. Most guys would be like, oh, I would, at the end of the day, I would do that hunt too. And I've done my fair share of outfitted hunts as well. I think we both can agree nothing can ever replace just going out there and cutting your teeth on public land and, and competing with everybody else. Kind of the name of my brand is Separations in the Preparation. And the separation is like I'm trying to separate myself from Kurt Belding. I'm trying to separate myself from you listeners. Like I'm trying to just outwork you because I don't have more talent than you. Uh, and I'm trying to make my life so I have more time than you. And so that means I'm not chasing dollars. I'm chasing time. And it's just how you prioritize your life. So let's get into the entrepreneur side of things because you're quite the entrepreneur. What were the companies that you had that you
2: sold? Yeah. So I, um, created a sports nutrition retail brand i franchised it. it's called it was called fit republic there's still a few open and, and and out there but uh sports nutrition retail spinning off of that i started my own production uh supplement production lines right so i had to do three lines that i would sell to my franchises to help protect them to give them exclusive brands spinning off of that i did a meal prep company so that was called fit republic foods That's healthy meal prep because me and you know, man, food goes a long way. You can't just supplement, right? So yeah, a meal prep company. um, And then I needed a way to advertise for some of my companies. So I started that production company, which is videographers, photographers, designers to help create ads, social media ads, websites, videos, just to to create content for all those companies. So that's a separate company. I own a CrossFit gym, which I know me and you share that. You used to own a CrossFit gym. and then. I have a hunting uh, an outfitter company so I do take some guys out hunting I uh, not a whole lot man that's just more for fun man because I just I just like taking guys out hunting and then trying to give them a good experience right so um, and now the uh, the hunting show so Western Obsessions TV uh, that started two years ago I sold Fit Republic I sold all interest in retail stores I sold my food company. I don't do much with the hunting thing like i said if i get a guy that i'm on to guide here and there i'll do that but i don't stress much about it man my focus right now is going on is the western obsessions top predator which i know we'll get into um it's going on i just i just want to go on badass experiences and document them and try to entertain people man that's where i'm about and like i know you're you're super we share the same kind of ideology of like work really hard and separate through hard work. I'm all about that too. And I'm by no means, man, am I, will I ever say am I a professional hunter? I'm not. I'm an average, average hunter, man. I just work really hard. Like you said, I'm buying more time to get out in the field, to be able to do what I love, to live life the way I want to love it. And I screw up a lot and I learn a lot, man, but I just, I love going on badass experiences and trying to entertain us. I
1: love it. Uh, seems like you're pretty handy at making a company that just aligns with what you're already doing versus subbing that out, which is kind of the lower hanging fruit, man, we need, we need media. Let's hire a production company or ad agency. And you're like, no, let's make our own. Um, same with the supplement line. Like, Hey, these margins are decent, but we could have better margins and our own exclusivity. Let's make our own line. I tip my hat to you. Those are some good best practices. Um, give us some advice if somebody is listening. Maybe they're a solopreneur or they're an entrepreneur, and they're like, I need to steal a page out of Kurt Belding's book. Like, I need to make more little companies uh, little um, underneath this umbrella. What? What's some good practices? I know that's a vague question, but just think big picture.
2: Yeah. Here's the here's my number one for anybody that wanting to start a business or in their own business, maybe they're not as successful as they want to be. It's all about self-perception. How do you perceive yourself? Do you perceive yourself as like deep down, like no, like fluff about it, no bullshit, no what you're going to tell yourself every day to make you feel good. How do you deep down perceive who you are? Who is Kurt Belding? Is he a good dude? Does he deserve success or not? Like, so the biggest thing that I do is I show up every day, try to do the best that I can do by being a good person. I give an example. If I walk by a trash can and there's a piece of trash laying on the ground, do you walk by it or do you stop and pick it up? Because either way, if you walk by and don't pick up that piece of trash, you may not think much about it, but in your subconscious, it'll eat at you and then you'll think you're less of a person that does not deserve success. And if you don't feel deep down you deserve success, you will never be successful no matter what you do. Right. So always be a good person, do the right thing and believe that you can have success. That is self-perception. And then on the flip side of this, guys, like I am prime example. I am no one special, but I got to create a lot of cool things in my I'm 42 years old now. So I've been an entrepreneur since I was 20. So the last 22 years, you can create anything you want in this life, man. You just got to do it. And don't worry about it being perfect. If you're 80% there and you're and you're but you're waiting for it to be 100% perfect before you start, you'll never start. So if you're 80% there, just go, just do it, because you'll learn the other 20% anyway. And that game plan you thought you had walking in is going to go to shit anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You might as well start and just start figuring it out, right? And Dan, I'm sure, man, you can probably relate with. I do. I have some really good circles of friends that encourage
1: me, and I encourage them to not worry about it being 100% perfect. Just pull the freaking trigger. Figure it out as you go. That's that's what entrepreneurs do. They just kind of figure it out. There's always problems and fires to put out. Just do your best, man. Um, but don't sit on the sidelines because too many people do that. And you got one go at this life. I am love that we we talked about that. I want to segue into success when it comes to hunting. I think a lot of people don't take the time to define what a successful hunt would look like for them. And so I'm just going to ask you straight up for this 2022 elk season, what would be, what would make your season successful
2: for you? You know, the most broad answer I'm going to give you is just badass experiences. I just want cool experiences, man. And that's can be a cool experience sitting on top of a mountaintop, taking a little break from chasing elk and just soaking it all in to meeting some cool people on the mountain or the public land, or maybe that's an outfitter that I'm hanging with that day and connecting with people that is like, that's really what I want. But, but ultimately for me to continue to live this lifestyle that I am living, I need to make money. Right. <laughs> so world so will go around. So, oh yeah, I need some successful hunts, man. I need to put together eight to 12 episodes this year and 70% of them. I need kills. I can't just go out and hike my bow around the mountain and film it and hope that people will be entertained by it. So I do need some successes too.
1: Yeah. And, and that's cool that you, you know, you've thought it through because I think a lot of folks forget that, especially you new guys. Listen, man, like I tell people at my camps, so I'm like, look, you need to define what success means for you. So if this is year one or year two of elk hunting and you go on social media, we talked about this on your podcast and you look and you scroll at the end of September and everybody's killed an elk, but you, that is your perception. That's not the truth. The, st- the statistics are 90% did not kill an elk. And if you think you're just going to go kill one your first year out, you might get lucky and do that. But the odds are that you, you signed up for hard work elk hunting and it is, it is a lot of grind and very little fruit from your labor until you get, until it just happens. Um, and I think so looking at who you're hunting with, where you're going, the landscapes that you're visiting the sacrifices on everyone's part, your wife, your, your co-workers, your employer, your employees, everybody is feeling the pain of your absence. So, I mean, you better know what it's going to mean. And I think new hunters, especially just like there's people will say you need to have 10 encounters with elk before you get a shot opportunity. And I don't know if that's true or not, but if that is, and you got a 10 day hunt, and you got two of those 10 days designated for travel. And so there's eight days. And then you got a buddy named Kurt Belding. Well, he wants to be shooter for four days. And you want to be shooter for four days. Now you have four out of 10 days to get it done. How are you going to get 10 elk encounters in four days just for you? Uh, it's going to be tough. So I think you got to look back and say, what what is actually going to define my success? Did I give it 100% effort every day? check. Did I squander zero opportunities? Maybe there was a bull bugling in a nasty canyon and you didn't want to go after him because there was only 20 minutes of daylight left. Well, you squandered. You'll, you'll always know that I don't know what would have happened because I didn't go dive into that hell hole. And so I'm glad we brought up that up because it's like, Man, success isn't just notching a attack. It's did you evolve in your journey? How long was your elk hunting journey
2: till you finally got one with a bow? Shoot, I don't even know, man. But I, I, I could tell you I struggled a lot elk hunting coming into it because I'm a Midwest guy. I grew up whitetail hunting, pheasant, quail, turkey, whitetail. And when I moved out here in Colorado uh, 16, 17, 18 years ago, and I want to go try hunting. So I grabbed a bow and I like the one of the hardest parts for me, man, was like, okay, here's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of land. Where in the hell am I going to go? I mean, that's not a Creek line that I'm sitting a tree stand in whitetail hunting. What am I going to do? So like, honestly, I, I I got online and tried to get as much information as I could. And then I just got boots on the ground and kept hunting. So new hunters out there don't expect success. Don't, I mean, If you're measuring, like you said, Dan, if you're measuring success by killing an elk, don't expect that. Get out there, get in the mountains and just start learning and enjoy the journey of learning. It's going to take a few years before you really, for it to click and understand. It's going to take a lot of failure, but like, enjoy that failure, man. You're out in the wilderness. You may see some cool animals out there. You may not, but enjoy that time because like you said, that's time away from friends, family, job, whatever it might be. But as a new hunter, just get out there and like, and just enjoy yourself and learn as much as you can. Learn from Dan on his Elk Shape um podcast on the YouTube. Any guys like this that are putting out great information, free information. This is like badass free information, man. Like <laughs> instead, unless you're gonna to go to an elk camp, which is like super condensed, hardcore badass stuff, but like Take advantage of free information, get out there, have some fun, get some experiences, and don't worry about the other hunters, which leads me into another point I'd love to talk about, Dan, if you're okay talking about it, is there's a lot of ego in our industry of hunting. And you could get really wrapped up into that of like, who is the most badass hunter, right? Like. Joey out there killed a 300 inch bull and he's more badass than I am. And like, and there's just a lot of negativity out there and a lot of negative hunters that'll come down on new hunters that are posting maybe ignorant questions on a forum or like not understanding exactly things. And they're just getting trashed on. Like I really employ hunters, whether you be a veteran hunter, a new hunter, just empower other hunters, man, let new hunters make mistakes. Let them ask dumb questions. Like, cause I guarantee you that you were there at some point. And just empower them because you were there at one point and like, let's just like, don't be negative. Just bring everybody up and say, yeah, hey, you're a newbie. You're out traipsing through the woods. You're probably not doing it the right way. You're probably blowing out elk. But hey, let me help you because it's going to help all of us. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's kind of been on my
1: heart. I, I am so turned off by ego in the hunting space. And have I been guilty of that? Absolutely. freaking lutely wrapping up my identity and being able to get an elk killed every year or whatever. I will say the formula that I have in my life should enable me to get elk in the freezer every year. But it does not enable me to be like a a trophy elk hunter. That's never going to be me. I'm not into that. I, I just want elk meat in the freezer. I know my why. But a lot of guys lose sight of that, Kurt. And the ego stuff I'm going to give you like a real life example off this phone right now. So I posted an Instagram reel or story or something, and it was about whitetail hunting. And I was just talking about, I think Ben was at that camp. All I'm talking about is that, Hey, I'm at a Midwest camp. I've done these for five years. I know how you Midwest guys are when you're new to elk hunting. You think you you need a whitetail hunt. You think you need to spray down your clothes every night change clothes. I even made a joke like hooking up a, a Ozonic on top of your backpack and walking around. And I just, I, I'm intense, but I'm just basically saying, put the whitetail stuff aside. There's good practices there, but ultimately you got to be a lot more aggressive than you're used to being. You can make noise when it's okay to make noise. And no matter what scent-free things you do, you still got to have the wind. You're always going to be sweaty and stinky as an elk hunter, right? Right. I'm getting comments on there about people either saying that what I'm saying is not true or that, hey, Dan's absolutely right in this instance. Nowhere in the post did I say, hey, chime in and tell me if you think I'm right. Like That's not the point of the post. The post was to like encourage whitetail hunters to know that there's a degree of separation between elk hunting and whitetail hunting. And if you go and look at all the comments, there's a lot of ego, a lot of male just poking their chest out saying, well, I do it this way or I do it that way. And, and that wasn't the point at all. Do you find it strange that we as men specifically inject our ego into our persona and our identity, especially when it comes to elk hunting?
2: No, I don't mean, because I don't find it strange when it comes to elk hunting, because us as men, we, every, people in general do it all the time in every industry, every category. It's just really exposed in the hunting world. For some reason, Like I really see it. And here's the, here's the truth behind it. I got to I'm not saying I'm a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not, but I do have a, a degree in counseling psychology. So I do understand people sometimes, right? Not all the time, sometimes, but here's my perception of this anybody that needs to chime in and, and cowboy keyboard it up, right, is insecure. They're insecure with who they are, and they've got to pump their chest, and they got to try to put other people in place so they feel better about who they are. If you are insecure with who you are as a man, or probably who you are as a hunter, deep down inside, you don't feel like you are the alpha hunter, the best hunter, so you got to project that you are. If you are secure with that, you're not going to do that. You're going to help people. You're going to uplift people. You're not going to chime in on Dan's post on, well, this is what I do. And this is the why it's right. You're just not going to do that. That's insecurity speaking. And us men, we're pretty insecure a lot of times, man. I lie, right. So be secure with who you are, guys. If you're not the best hunter, own it. Yep. I'm not the best hunter right now. I don't have a lot of experiences, but I want to learn and I want to get better. I want to slay elk like Dan. Just own it, man. Have some security around it. Baku e-bikes.
1: These guys provide awesome e-bikes for the mountains. I use them out west, specifically logging roads. They have more torque than any other e-bike competitor. They're built for hunters by hunters. They're an awesome brand to work with out of Salt Lake City. Check them out at baku.com. Blackovis.com is where I buy all my hunting gear. I have a discount code that I use myself. It is Elkshape. It takes 10% off. Their shipping is fast and free. Their selection is vast and deep. Go to BlackOvis.com. Check out their full lineup of clothing, footwear, optics, archery, arrows, camping, and all the brands. SpyPoint Trail Cameras, the world's number one cellular trail camera brand. Extremely affordable. My favorite is the Link Micro LTE, the smallest Best value camera, dependable, reliable. Go to spypoint.com and check out all their options when it comes to trail cameras and accessories. Kafaru International, my good homeboy, Aaron Snyder and Frank the Tank. These guys are American made. 100%. I typically use the hoodlum, the 22 mag or the striker XL in the backcountry. The frame is second to none. Head over to Kufaro International. Be sure to check out their packs, their frames, tents, shelters, sleeping systems, stoves, lots of accessories, as well as closeouts. You won't be disappointed. Matthews Archery. Introducing the all new V3X. You have a 29 and 33 option. These guys are out of Sparta, Wisconsin. Head over to MatthewsInc.com. Click the bow builder and start customizing your next awesome bow hunting rig. Crispy USA. Head over to CrispyUS.com, peruse the vast selection of awesome boots for mountaineering, backpacking, and of course, my favorite, the Colorado GTX for elk hunting. There are also some good options for everyday wear, like my daily driver, the Ativa Mid GTX. And then if you're into stocking like I am, look no further than the Laponia GTX. Check out the core boot lineup. Everything starts from the ground up on your next adventure. Choose wisely. Be sure to check out CrispyUS.com. Yeah, I think the best way to mitigate insecurity is to put more work in. And I think that's kind of like, I don't have elk hunting figured out. And I like to tell people that just so they understand I'm a student for life. And every elk hunt I go on, which a lot of them are mediocre, blue collar, blue blue collar style average elk hunts. Guys, I'm getting my teeth kicked in and, and it's a grind. And I'm always at a point where I'm like, Kurt, man, how the heck have I ever killed an elk? This seems so impossible. Yet, here we are trying to make the impossible possible. So to mitigate your ego is to put more work in and keep your head down. If you're worried about what other people are doing or if you feel like you need to chime in and say, hey, the way you're shooting your bow is wrong or this this isn't – I think you need to take less time on the keyboard and put more time behind your own bow behind your own e-scouting, behind your own tag allocation or shot process or workouts. There is an overwhelming amount of things to do as an elk hunter that I don't think on the list of your to-do should be chime in on today on other people's platform. You won't find me scrolling the internet looking where I can chime in. I don't I don't have I'm not vetted. I don't have the resume and I got to go work on my resume and put the work in. I think that's really what my point is.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't have the time to do it for one. Like I'd rather spend my time uh, doing something other productive, playing with my kids, hanging out with my wife, working on my elk game. Right. Like, and I don't like the negativity, man. I I like to stay in a nice positive. Like I call it my little bubble of happiness, man. Like I don't watch the news. I don't want the negativity in. I don't want to be negative. I don't need to be posting negative shit. And, and honestly, guys, no one's ever a professional. Like If you're, if you're got your ego up and saying, this is the way it has to be done. And this is the only way you're never going to learn anything. You're never going to be better. Humble yourself. Even though like you may know, like Dan, man, you, you probably have a lot more experience hunting elk than I do because I started a little bit later in my thirties. And even if I think, well, I could probably do, I think that my shot process might be better. I'm going to look at you and say, huh, you're doing things a little bit different than me. Let me humble myself and ask you why. Hey, why do you do that? Maybe I can learn something from you. And if you teach me and you say, hey, this is why I do it, and it doesn't quite make sense for me on how I L cut, I'll just say, okay, cool, man. I appreciate you doing that. I think I'm going to stick it with this because of these reasons. Humble yourself, man. You may learn something. You may become a better hunter, better person, better entrepreneur, better husband, better father, whatever that case might be, right? Just humble yourself.
1: Yeah. Humility is the bedrock for making yourself better, which is why I want to talk about this challenge that you've set up. I want, my listeners, especially, to know that I condone, I endorse Top Predator Challenge. It's got a little bit of resemblance of what I used to do with at trained to hunt. And it's not about bravado, about exposing chinks in your armor, building camaraderie, and doing something very cool that not a lot of people can do. That is my setup for you to tell everybody about the Top Predator.
2: Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. And by the way, thanks for endorsing the Top Predator, because when I thought about Top Predator and I thought about Elk Shape, I'm like, man, these two are like like peas in a pod, man. Like it just fits. Right. So here's the Top Predator. Here's why I created it. the Top Predator is a fitness archery competition challenge. Let's have fun as a community together and challenge ourselves, push ourselves to some physical limits and some shooting limits. It's super hard on the physical side with some shooting skill involved. It's something that I wanted to do. I know there's a couple things out there, like the alpha challenge here in Colorado by with no limits and Phil. Um, I just I wanted something a little bit more physical on to challenge myself and was shooting along shooting a bow alongside that. So because there wasn't really anything that I, I that I knew of at the time to really challenge myself, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start it. So I'm going to put it together. I'm going to call it top predator. Here's where I really screwed up is because I created, I can't compete in it. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Dang it. But I am doing some cool stuff around the marketing side. Like, so anybody can like, uh, and I'll get into Top Predator a little bit more here, but like anybody can challenge me in a fitness archery competition. And I call it a Top Predator style kind of workout. And if they beat me, they get a free entry into Top Predator. uh, Predator, So that's just a way I, I can compete a little bit for fun with some guys and girls out there. But the Top Predator, the, the website is thetoppredator.com. So we all, we do have entries available right now. You can sign up. It is an online qualifier. So instead of going in person somewhere and competing with a bunch of people to begin with, you're going to do three workouts at home or from your, from your backyard or from your archery shop or your gym or wherever you want to do it, wherever you normally shoot. And they're going to be simplistic workouts. When I say simple workouts, it doesn't mean they're going to be easy they just going to be something that you can do from home. So we're not going to be, you know, might not probably won't have to have a squat rack. You may not have to have a whole bunch of equipment. Maybe it's a, a weighted vest. Maybe it's a dumbbell or two, just something you may have lying around your house. So like example of a workout might be, hey, let's do 100 burpees for time. At 25 burpees, we take a shot. At 50 burpees, we take a shot. 75 burpees, we take a shot. And 100 burpees, we take a shot. There'll be an accuracy stipulation there where that shot has to land within a range at that target, whatever that range is. And in order to keep moving on on that workout, you got to get an arrow in there. So you may be sitting there like I did in workout today, Dan, and I, I literally shot like two or three times, man, just to try to get that arrow in because I was exhausted in the workout when I was a challenge today. So um, so that would be an example of a workout. But it, you guys, this is for fun. This is a way to challenge yourself. For you girls and gals that are out there that are into fitness like me and Dan, into hunting, that kind of want to challenge your skill on both levels. And I'm sure there's guys out there that will going to say, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. You're going to screw up your shot process. You're going to create bad habits. And here's what I have to say to that is I've never taken a shot with a low heart rate and comfortable, ever. Every shot I've ever taken is I've had a high heart rate, whether it's been a little buck fever, big bull stepped out and I'm nervous. Or I've, I've had to put on a long stock and I'm really exhausted. Or I've been sitting still trying not to move, which has actually winded me even more. But I've always had a high heart rate. So this, for me, I train this way. I train with a high heart rate and shooting as part of my training. Not all of it, but part of it. To be able to control my breathing, control my heart rate, to make a good shot when you're under high stress. So that's the top predator. Dan, are you going to do a workout with me and do this or what? Yeah, man. I think uh, I've always been
1: a huge fan of like high- shooting under duress or high stress or whatever in fact we do it at every camp we call it the elk Shape stress test and even before elk shape was a thing I was with Kenton Claremont trained to hunt making these courses because we we came to the conclusion that you did I've never shot at an animal with a low heart rate and a backpack off I've always got boots on I'm always pretty much dehydrated fatigued very homesick and The perceived pressure is so high because I know this is the one shot opportunity I've earned. It has taken me seven days to get this. The stakes are high. So if you think you're going to rise to some level that you've never been at, you're not. You're going to fall back to your highest level of training. And most folks just don't integrate stuff like this. The one caveat is that when I do these stress tests at Elk Shape Camp, we do not do them day one. We make sure that they get exposed to Joel Turner, who is a shot controlled mental archery coach. And we let them know like, hey, this is not an opportunity to practice target panic and anxiety and get rid of the arrow. This is a practice of learning to be more determined and to blueprint your shot process. So regardless of your heart beating through your chest and the little voice telling you to get rid of that arrow, you could stay present and work through that trigger squeeze nice and slow and be surprised to have a clean break and make a more ethical shot. And I think, Kurt, that's like what we're all after is to have more... One shot, one kill in archery. Black Rifle Coffee Company, established in 2014. Veteran-owned, proudly American. They support 2A, they support hunting, and coffee is life if you're just like me. Head over to BlackRifleCoffee.com, click the coffee club, enter the discount code ELKSHAPE, save 15 percent and have fresh new flavors of coffee delivered to your doorstep every month. Wilderness Athlete, I met the founder in 2006. I've been in love with this company ever since. They make a tremendous amount of products, not only for in the field, but during the off-season when you're training, and they got you covered when it comes to supplementing your nutritional intake. Look no further than the Hydrate Recover, whether you want to get tubs or the packets, Energy and Focus, meal replacements, daily strength protein, brute force pre-workouts, caffeine-free and with stimulant, altitude advantage, joint advantage, omega-3 fish oil, and a bunch more head over to wildernessathlete.com. And if you've never bought anything from them before, make sure you enter the discount code ELKSHAPE30 to save 30% off your first purchase. Vortex Optics, proud partner since 2010, everything from rifle scopes, binoculars. Range finders, Vortex wear, and backed with their VIP warranty. Unlimited, unconditional. You break it, they'll fix it. Veteran-owned, proudly American. Head over to vortexoptics.com. Check out their Vortex wear, fit for everywhere. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE. Take 20% off your scouting, everyday wear clothing. And thank you, Vortex, for supporting ElkShape for over 10 years. Onyx Hunt, the number one hunting GPS app. You should join the millions of hunters who trust Onyx, including myself to find more honey holes discover new access and to be confident and know where you stand use the discount code ElkShape to save 20 percent off an elite membership get all 50 states be able to scout from a desktop and your phone everything syncs you can go to 3d mode onyx hunt is the cornerstone to all of my public land hunting success check it out at onxmaps.com buck nice out of post falls idaho Buck knives has a wide variety of blade sharpness, lengths, finish, materials, whether they're serrated, carry systems, handle material, engravable, so many different accessories. Buckknives has been in the game since 1902. They have a forever warranty and they proudly support Elk Shape. We ask that you check out Buckknives.com and proudly support American made knives that help you break down your animal in the backcountry. Numa Outdoors. Use the discount code Elkshape20 to save 20% off your clothing. Numa has base layers, headwear, jackets, mid layers, outer, pants, shirts, and vests. Check out the Pursuit pant, the Renegade, Quarter Zip Pullover, the Palisade Puffy, the Alpha Vertex jacket, and the sleek lineup of base layers. Base Haven, Quarter Zip Pullover, as well as Base Haven pants.
2: absolutely ethics come in there because the last thing you want to do is you're not prepared for that shot maybe it's an awkward position maybe you're you've you're exhausted because you've had to do a long stalk. whatever it is but you're not prepared you take a bad shot you wound the animal the wo- animal runs off wounded that's the last thing you want to do that's why we prepare for this stuff and i love how you you make sure like with joel and you make sure that their shot process is on point and that's how it should be like I can I compare um, my shot process to baseball. A lot of time I played college baseball, so I know in order to make a habit, it's got I have to do something at least three hundred times to really ingrain that habit where I can do it without thinking, and it's like breathing. That's the way a shot process should be because when you're ready to take that shot, you're typically not going to be thinking about your shot process all right, I need to anchor here. Okay. Here's my breathing. Here's where, how I need to hold. Here's how the sights need to go. Look at the level. Like you're probably not going to think about it. So it needs to be like breathing and to follow up what Dan just said is this is not a, like when you're doing a top predator challenge or uh, a stress test with Dan, this is not a time to work on your shot process. It should already be dialed in like breathing.
1: Yep. And I think the more fit you are and that's a very broad term, but put yourself in my shoes. Like if you were to do a workout with me, a lot of times I, I integrate pretty heavy lifts in the middle of a conditioning workout. I don't care so much what my one rep max back squat is when I'm super fresh and I'm lift like resting seven minutes between sets and squatting 90 to 95% of my one rep max. I want I'm more interested in doing a insane sprint on an assault bike pretty much maxing out my heart rate and then getting underneath that barbell and what can I do with a high heart rate because if you can shoot well with a high heart rate if you can take if I can utilize more oxygen than the average guy my heart rate can be lowered if I have a lower heart rate I'm gonna have a better shot process end of story so I like leveraging these competitions because if you sign yourself up for the top predator it's on your calendar you're going to be more likely to integrate some of these best practices into your weekly routine. And beyond your challenge is a reward in September where you'll be able to fall back to your highest level of training. And you're like, dude, I've been here before. This is just like, and so elevating your practice, signing up for something, putting your ego aside, and exposing where you need work, that's the recipe for success,
2: man. And and you know this as well as I do, Dan, is like, Obviously, being in better shape gives you a little bit higher percentage of success because you can uh, you can take in more oxygen, you can keep your heart rate down, you can make that stock into some nasty shit and feel a little more confident about it. But here's what we're really benefiting it by doing a hard workout or training hard or doing hard shit, just hard things in general, mental toughness. So when you're day six of that hunt and you haven't showered in six days and it's been raining on you, you haven't seen elk in five, and you want to pack up and go home, you've been training mental toughness all year long, getting ready for elk shape, getting ready for the top predator, and you are mentally tough and ready to go, and you'll stay there another two to three more days and hopefully have an opportunity to kill an elk. Without that mental toughness, you're packing up, you're going home to your wife or husband, and you're taking a shower, you're getting warm, and you're eating food, and your back so is nice and cozy at home. Mental toughness, man. That's that's what it's really at.
1: It's hard to argue that and so for you meme warriors out there and you guys who make social media content that's pure negativity, a lot of it honest, but you make fun of guys who promote fitness, call us westies. I'm talking to you. I I get a lot of your content. I understand that there's some dumb influencer stuff I can't control them. But if you see something, guys, where it's like you don't have to be in shape to kill an elk, they're right. You don't. But listen, we're talking about elk hunting the rest of our lives. And no one can argue with my message of like, this is for the 70s, the 80s. Hell, I, just, I know of a guy who's 93 who's elk hunting this year, hasn't missed a season. That's my lifetime goal is to hunt with my sons as sons. So this fitness stuff isn't about bravado and ego and and I work out and you should see this. It's I want to take care of my my health so that I can hunt as long as I'm on the planet. I personally cannot imagine sitting on the sidelines. I don't even want to be the camp cook, man. I want to be the the camp mule that's like, hey, Dan can help pack out this meat. Let's go get it, you know regardless of how my age so don't get it twisted friends we're talking about trajectory um and i want to say man like i know phil mendoza really well in fact i talked to him on the phone today he does a great thing with his alpha challenge you guys should check that one out as well he's doing a handful at the mountain fest and then he has his finals there at no limits in colorado and it's another thing that you could sign up for i would do all of them because there's just not enough of them to do and you meet the best like-minded people in the community that you're building Kurt that's the biggest selling point for me you your next training partner is probably going to be met when you go to the finals because don't the top 50 get to go on
2: that's right so you do an online qualifier and the top 50 go uh, comes here to Colorado Highlands Ranch Colorado for the finals and that's when we can spice things up a little bit with some equipment and and uh, some cool stuff like that. But but yeah, talking about Alpha with Phil, I've actually talked to Phil too the last few days, and we're going to collab on this, and I'm going to go to the Alpha Challenge. I'm going to compete in that. I'm going to hang with him. He's going to promote the top Predator. So, like, you know, it's just good people, man, like-minded people just helping each other out, and that's how things should be in this industry.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I was just talking to my my squad two days ago about maturation, and one of the defining and this is my opinion, is your maturation level, when you start cheering for your competitors um, and your friends and you help celebrate their success, that's a good sign that you're growing inside. And if you're the complete opposite where I don't want to talk to Kurt, he's, he's doing a top predator thing and that might get in the way of elk shape, that is insecurity and that is a way, that is disgusting. I'm allergic to that. And so this podcast today is just sprinkled full of personal development goodies. And that's one of them is check yourself. How's your maturation level? Are you celebrating other people's wins? Because it's such a small like-minded community and there's room for everyone at the table.
2: That's right, man. Like when I reached out to you and we, and obviously we had a mutual friend of Ben, but reaching out to you and I was like, you know, I'm not sure how Dan's going to take this. I didn't know how Phil was going to take it either because it's, it's similar about fitness and hunting and, but man, like both of you guys have been amazing. You bringing me on this podcast so I can talk about myself for, uh, uh, for more than I typically do. was <laughs> <It's> super <laughs> cool, man. So this is how it should be, guys. Like camaraderie, even though like we're doing similar stuff, just camaraderie and helping each other out. So I really appreciate it, Dan, for you to help me out and bring me on your podcast.
1: Absolutely. Finally, you're a family man. Uh, you're 42,
2: but you got a, do you have a newborn or less than year old? Uh, eight weeks old, man. Congrats. So bags under my eyes right now. This is called no sleep. It's like, I got a solid of 15 minutes of sleep last night and I feel great. Oh man. <laughs> I do not miss those days, man. They're tough. Yeah, it is tough. But yes, I'm 42 years old family, man, uh, newborn baby. So like, man, I get it. And like we talked about last on our, uh, when you're on my podcast is like, if you guys want to go out hunting, you have a wife, maybe a family deposit in the bank, man put those deposits into your while you got, you just did that a little bit here. What last week you got, you took your wife out on a date night or something like that. Right.
1: Yep. I, uh, I bit the bullet and bought two e-bike scooters from Baku and yes, you're going to see me on a scooter, which is funny, but, but I mean, it's just a way for us to like get a babysitter hop on the, on the e-bike scooters. They're called mini badgers and, and just bomb down to the river right along the trail. Stop talk and put those deposits in because brother, I'm planning on making some serious withdrawals come September.
2: That's right. And you can't withdraw without those deposits in the bank, man.
1: Yeah. What's uh what's some good non, well, well, this will be solicited advice to keep the happy home. Um, when you're a
2: passionate elk hunter, what's the advice to keep a happy home? Yeah, dude. It, happy wife, happy life, man. I don't I like, I will live by that. I know it's a cliche saying, but if you're an elk hunter and you're married what might it be? Maybe you're a girl that elk hunts, but your, your dude doesn't, maybe you're a guy that elk hunts and your girl doesn't, or maybe, you know, what's the worst that I, I'm so happy. I'm sorry. I'm going off a little bit of tangent. I'm so happy that my wife does not like hunting because if she was a hunter, I would be like, that would cut down my, my hunting time in half. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm in the same boat. My wife could care less about anything hunting. Uh, She does like elk meat. Thank God. Like she's a huge fan of elk meat, but dude not on her radar, had no interest. I've taken her elk hunting twice and one was a bugle fest where I called a bull in for her. She didn't shoot it. As soon as that was over, she's like, okay, I'm good for the, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, what do you mean you're good? She's like, I've had enough. I'm I'm not into this. I was like, okay, wow. And that was a good man because it's right, you're right. It it could definitely take from what what we love but I also need to look at from a lens of, okay, what is Alicia's elk hunting? What is, what's your wife's elk hunting? What is she into, man?
2: Yeah. So, and that's, and man, that's a really good topic. You just brought up and like guys and girls out there and they're in relationship marriages or whatever, like, you may think that you're doing cool stuff for your spouse, but if you're not doing things that they really enjoy and really like, you're not doing anything, man, for them. So you need to find out what their elk hunting is, just like Dan said, like what excites them, what gets them out of bed. For my wife, man, she loves spending time with her friends. Uh, so anytime she's like, hey, I'd really like to go have a dinner with uh, so-and-so or I want to go do this with so-and-so, my, the answer out of my mouth is immediately yes, go do it. Go do it. I got the kids. I got everything else. Go hang out with your friends because I want her to be happy. I want her to do the things in life that she enjoys. Uh, I want to take care of my wife. And when I say take care of my wife, I want to give her things to make her happy in life. I want her life to be good. And just uh, the kickback that we get as hunters is if, you're, if your wife or your husband is super happy in life and you put those deposits in all year long and, and it comes time for September to roll around, you say, hey, honey, is it cool if I go off for a couple of weeks and go hunting? Hopefully. Nine times out of 10, it'll be, yes, go have fun because they're fulfilled,
1: right? Oh, man, we're covering all the good stuff today. My wife is similar. Uh, There is, I am so fast to say yes on any request to go out for drinks with friends or go do this, that, the other. And then I'm still working on this one, Kurt, but my wife, money is no object to her when it comes to fixing anything up and making it look more like Pinterest inside our house. And she's extremely handy. And like, like she's a carpenter, man. And like right now, my stairway's been stripped, shiplap everywhere per use, uh, a custom welding railing that my buddy Jake's doing. And it's in my view, it's like so unnecessary. It looks really good the way it was. But that makes her tick. That's her elk hunting. And so I got to support that. And And you can't fake it you got to win an Academy Award for being interested in what their elk hunting is.
2: Right. And if you're interested in your wife and you love your wife or your husband, you should be interested in what they're interested in because you love them. Right. Like that's what love's all about. And yes, Dan, like you, there's no way in hell you can say, Hey, I don't think you need to be stripping out these, these stairs. Cause that's her saying, Hey, I don't think you need to be going elk hunting every day in September. Right. Like she doesn't understand that. You may not understand her stair stripping or her Pinterest projects around the house, man. But like, if you love one another, like you should get to know that and understand that hundred percent.
1: Last thing, and we'll end here. And I want to get your, your hot tips for this. The second you come home from an extended elk bender is not the time to go down to your man cave and lick your wounds and sort your gear and e-scout. And for me, when I come home from a hunting trip, I'm exhausted physically, but spiritually, I'm as healthy as I've ever been. I am so renewed. My prioritization is so crystal clear. So I think we as men, especially because I'm a man, you're a man, that's we're talking to you. The second you come home from that elk bender, you need to show them the best version of yourself and it shouldn't be too hard. And they're going to love that version of Kurt Belding that comes home from chasing elk bugles and adventuring. So what's some good hot tips to come home and not be exhausted and, and and to really put a poker face on and show your family how much you appreciate them and and so that they're like, damn, this elk hunting's is good for Kurt. I can tell.
2: Yeah. Well, and you're like, you definitely hit it on the head where you say, even if you gotten beat up, Man, things probably went south. So 90% of the times hunting goes sideways, right? So like you're coming home, licking your wounds quite often. And you're right. Here's the number one thing I, that I would do. Shower. Number one thing, shower. Get in the shower, wash yourself off immediately because you stink and no one wants to smell you, shave or do whatever you need to do to like smell good again. And then you probably should have on either flight home, drive home, made a list of five the 10 things that you can do for your wife immediately. What does he or she absolutely need done? Maybe it's help around the house. Maybe it's help with the kids. And then how do you fill her up? Like we were talking like love language stuff, right? Does she need compliments? Does she need sex? You know, maybe it's a sexual thing. You better be a giver. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. Whatever she needs or he needs, you better be doing it. Check them off your list. And then once your list is done, still be aware, because if they're not fulfilled quite yet, make sure they're 100% fulfilled. They need anything else, check in, say, hey, what else do you need? Because I just had a great time out in the woods, and is there anything else that you need? Because I'd like to fulfill it for you. And when they're satisfied, then you're satisfied, man, and then you get to go elk hunting again.
1: Amen to that. That was gold. All right, guys, Um, this is Kurt. He is the real deal. So give him a follow, Kurt. We need to know your Instagram and your top predator information so folks can check it out, sniff around and maybe get signed up.
2: Yep. So my Instagram handle is Western Obsessions TV. That's Western underscore Obsessions underscore TV. Uh, the Top Predator. The website is thetoppredator.com. And I'm going to give everyone listen to this Elk Shape podcast right now. I'm giving a coupon code too. So uh, type in Elk Shape 20. Everyone that's listening to this Elk Shape 20 is going to get you 20 bucks off of the admission on the Top Predator And then if you want to watch any of my episodes or any of the dumb shit I do on on YouTube, uh, we got a YouTube channel, it's Western Obsessions TV. I will be on Waypoint TV and Carbon TV come April 1st this year. I'm scrambling to get it done, but we should be there. and, And that's everywhere to find me, guys. Thanks, Dan.
1: Appreciate your time, guys. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. What a fun listen. Thank you, Kurt. Appreciate your time. Uh, good luck on the Top Predator. Guys, go check out Kurt's Instagram. Send him a message. Uh, you can find more about Top Predator at his website. I will put a link in the show notes, but at Instagram, his handle is western__obsessions__tv. Underscore underscore Again, Kurt Belding. Appreciate you, buddy, and best of luck in your Top Predator this summer. I uh, want to give a big shout-out to the Elk Collective. That is something that i've been working on with john gabriel for a few years now this is your number one digital hunting resource for elk hunting specifically this is your number one elk hunting digital resource this is how to not only get elk tags in your hand and how to e-scout and how to make a controlled shot but all the tactics all the really good to know information all the different playbooks from chris Rowe, elk nut joel turner jason phelps Dirk Durham, Ryan Lampers, Brian Barney, myself included, John Gabriel. We all compile our playbooks into one. It's all video driven. Use the discount code ElkshapePodcast. Save some money and get going. Try to watch a video a day. Uh, you won't watch them all. The library is too big now. But if there's a specific topic or something, that's what I recommend you do is go to the Elk Collective. I'm super proud of it, and I think it's an awesome resource. I don't think there's anything else like it out there. BlackOvis.com, if you're getting gear, discount code Elkshape takes 10% off. They have a bajillion SKUs. So if there's anything with boots or backcountry gear, backpacks, clothing, arrows, arrow builder, check them out. Wilderness athlete discount code Elkshape30 takes 30% off your first purchase. Get yourself multis post workout, pre workout, energy and focus, hydrate, recover, all those sorts of things. That's a one time use, so make it a good purchase. Back your e bikes discount code Elkshape takes $300 off. An e bike, I use the mule. It's a thousand water. It's deadly silent, and I use it a lot. Spring bear hunting, and I use it for nighttime bugling. It's quiet. It can be a class one, two, or three, depending on what it needs to be for where you're hunting. It's a good investment, and this e-bike specifically is built by hunters for hunters. OnX, discount code ELKSHAPE, 20% off elite membership, which includes access to top rut, best draw odds, hunt reminder, which is an app for free that will remind you of all the draw odds and hunting full the digital publication, as well as their mapping software, as well as their draw odds, their advice on where and how to get your tags. Super important. It's a tremendous value. Plus you'll have all 50 States on your phone. And as a friendly reminder, always download your maps before you head to the field and download more than you think you need. Numa, Outdoors, that's the clothing I wear. Elk Shape 20 takes 20% off. Palisade Puffy, Renegade Long Sleeve, Short Sleeve. Get yourself the base layers. They're called Base Haven. Pursuit Pant with the Knee Pad, good to go. Black Rifle Coffee Company, getting coffee to your doorstep every month is a thing. Veteran-owned company, Proud 2A. They're all hunters. Don't get Starbucks. Get yourself Black Rifle. Discount code Elk Shape takes 15% off. Last but not least, thank you to Kufar International. Crispy Boots, USA, Buck Knives, Matthews Archery, Spy Point. We appreciate you guys' support. You have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. We'll catch you on the next one.